0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Record, Talk, Listen. My name is Lydia, and thank you so much for joining me. On today's show, we have Doug Schwab. Doug is a Cumberland native, and he joins us today to discuss the Boy Scouts and specifically Troop 89. Troop 89 was formed in 1977. Doug founded it um, for scouts with disabilities. This troop is extremely active, and it participates in several Boy Scouts of America events And they also have special trips like to Gettysburg or Washington, D.C. They also go on bike rides and hikes, and they camp in the summer. And they also are very brave, and they camp in very cold weather in the wintertime, too. Um, Troop 89 is always looking for um, some people to maybe join them in leadership roles. Um, It is a troop that's very active, and you do not have to have any previous scouting knowledge to be a part of Troop 89. Um, training is available. And uh, for more information about that, specifically, you can go to their website and that's troop89bsa.org. We'll have direct links on our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. You can also find all of our previous episodes available for download there, and also we've um, updated the website lately. So while you're there, make sure to take a look around and maybe find some other episodes that you might have missed. And to prevent that from happening in the future, we highly recommend that you subscribe to the podcast. We have new episodes every Sunday. So without further ado, here is Doug Schwab from Troop 89. Doug, thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Lydia. Um, This is your first time on this show, but you have been featured on other podcasts.
1: I have. Mr. Eli Schwab had me on his.
0: Nice. All right. Well, you're on this podcast to talk about um, Troop 89, which is something you established in 1977. Great. Um, But we'll get into that a little later. So where were you born?
1: I was born at Memorial Hospital, Cumberland, Maryland.
0: Nice. How long ago was that?
1: 1954.
0: Okay. And you've lived in and out of Cumberland ever since?
1: My home has always been based in Cumberland. I left for four years to go to college, but uh, pretty much have been here.
0: Good. Um, Now, Troop 89 is a Boy Scout-related organization. It is. And scouting has been in your family for as long as you can remember.
1: As long as I can remember. My dad was in scouts when he was a kid and um, had a great time of it. And um, my mom got involved when my brother started in probably... 59.
0: Or okay. I, she like a den mother? Is that what they call them?
1: That's what they called them back then. Yeah. <laughs> they call them den leaders now. Oh, okay. Because men and women can do it.
0: That's right. Yeah. So your mom got involved. Your dad was heavily involved. He was. It, when, when did scouting start in the United States?
1: Scouting started in the United States in 1910. Okay. Uh, it came over. It started in 1907 in England by Baden-Powell and um, came over to the United States in 1910
0: and your dad was involved right away
1: he was um he got involved went to the 1937 national jamboree that was a big thing for him he met uh um mrs roosevelt and um you know it was enjoyable he got to see someone famous
0: yeah well at that time that was a big deal
1: it was it was And it was right down in dc so on the mall actually
0: oh nice uh, yeah. so not too far not too far good So he was actively involved, and then you and your brother were actively involved, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, we got into Pac-20 at Mount Royal School, and uh, my brother went to Troop 17 at the Kelly, and I was in Troop 4 at Center Street Methodist. And uh, it was kind of neat when my kids got involved, Avi and Eli. uh, I was a Cub Master of Pac-20, so I was in Pac-20 as a youth, and then Cub Master as as a leader. That's great.
0: How did it feel to be in charge of your old pac
1: it was interesting, and my dad was a cub master, too, so it was really kind of neat to have that family heritage.
0: And did he help you out? Did you have to like get advice from your dad about...
1: I always got advice from my dad about scouting, whether, yeah. I, whether I wanted it or not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sounds
1: about right. My dad and my mom, so they were really, really active.
0: Good. And your, both of your boys did Eagle Scout projects, and I did. you did an Eagle Scout project.
1: I did. Yeah. I did. So.
0: Which was Troop 89. Not really. It was kind
1: of uh, working with people with disabilities at a Friends Aware summer camp and uh, kind of got my feet wet with that and uh, have a family member that has some disabilities. And it was kind of natural to me to be able to work with people and be patient. I think patience is a really important key.
0: Absolutely. yeah. So So you uh, saw a need for that you went to college, and then you came back and started Troop 89?
1: Actually, two years in high school, I was uh, part of the leadership of a troop like Troop 89. It wasn't that number, but uh-huh. uh, I had met in uh, in Town at the Methodist Church there, and then when I came back from college, I started up again.
0: How many members does Troop 89 currently have?
1: Currently, um, there's about 17 members in Troop 89, but we've had it up to like 26 at one time. So, we have a core group of scouts, um, but there are people that come and go yeah and come back
0: and come back again good yeah. so does it take a lot of um personnel to have a troop like it does troop it
1: does and um it's grown over the years um there's three or four core leaders right now that we have and um we've been doing it for a long time um yeah. brent chippendale and john shade john is the scout master i was a scoutmaster for gee about 30 years yeah and, uh, <laughs> i thought that it would be good to have a fresh fresh head you know looking yeah at it again and uh that John took over and um, none of us have any kids in the troop or ever had any kids in the troop mm-hmm. but uh, you know, we're very interested and uh, we really enjoy working with the scouts so um, we have a core group of leaders that um, that help out with the troop uh, we plan all the meetings uh, usually plan six months in advance mm-hmm. and we have a, a group of a, uh, parents and caregivers that uh, form the committee and the committee supports us in what we do so
0: And you have various programs that you offer for the scouts.
1: Yeah, we follow the normal requirements uh, that every scout in the country does. Mm -hmm. So um, there's no special requirements anymore. If our our guys have a goal of being an Eagle Scout, they have to do the normal requirements. Long time ago, there were some special adapted requirements, but Uh no longer. Uh, The scouts do the best they can and pass the merit badges and it's, it's really a positive experience for them.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it, it basically takes the – I mean, they are a scout in all senses of the word. They mm-hmm. are doing the same.
1: The only real difference is there's no age limit for our scouts. Okay. So I've got scouts in the troop that are you know, close to 65 or 70, okay. you know, 66 years old. So,
0: But that, it's good for them because it's something that's consistent.
1: It's a social thing, yeah. right? And uh, it's great for them. <clears throat> they really enjoy it. They go backpacking and camping and, you know, all the activities that regular scouts do.
0: Yeah, and you do some pretty great. I mean, they're at Camp Potomac, I would imagine.
1: Sure, actually, Camp Potomac is not used as a summer camp anymore. Okay. It's used more of a weekend camp and for camperies and special events. Uh huh. But we go to a camp, uh, it's part of Heritage Scout Reservation. It's called okay. Camp Freedom. It's in Farmington, PA, uh-huh. out Route 40 near the Nema Collin. Okay,
0: nice. Direction. Beautiful area.
1: It is a beautiful area. Yeah, their camp, uh, Camp Heritage or Camp Freedom. Uh it's a lot bigger than ours. There's a lot more activities that they put on than we did at Camp Potomac. Uh we're now part of the Laurel Highlands Council. Okay. Potomac Council anymore. And um <laughs> it's kind of funny the the lake at Heritage Scout Reservation is bigger than the acreage of Camp Potomac. So it's wow. a, really a big so It's huge. It is a huge.
0: So that's good. Huge camp. Good.
1: There's actually three camps there within the reservation.
0: So you can have a lot of scouts there.
1: They do. They do. Yeah.
0: So okay. where do you meet?
1: Trip 89, um, we'll have a new meeting place. Uh, we're going to start meeting at Friends Aware um, within the next uh, month. And uh, we meet Tuesday nights. Uh, our actual meeting time is from 7 to 8.30 okay. uh, every Tuesday. And we normally start up in September and we go through um, mid-June. Okay. And uh, then we're off for the summer after summer camp.
0: And when is summer camp?
1: Usually at the... Um, End of July.
0: Okay, so people can do normal summertime activities. Right. Okay. Yeah. So. And what are some of the things that you guys discuss at your meetings? Or is that classified?
1: Oh no, um, we we have a program of uh, merit badges. Right now, there's a new merit badge that we're working on called uh, Signs and Symbols Merit Badge. They don't have a like a Morse code, you know, any more Morse code merit badge or a signaling merit badge for any scouting? Yeah. Okay. Don't use that anymore? But really. Hmm. Um, Science codes and signals. Is
0: okay, great.
1: And um, so this merit badge kind of has all of those things. Uh, it's more of kind of a communications based merit badge. So you learn Morse code. Uh, you learn about um, talking on like a ham radio um, okay. with the Morse code. Uh-huh. Uh, you learn about. Um, using signal flags, um, sp- secret codes. Okay. Um, and actually, last week, we worked on texting, because texting is... Cur- oh, that's a new
0: communication tool. It is,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a bunch of cell phones, and we texted each other around the scout room, and it was, it was really neat. Nice. And the guys uh, really get into this stuff, and uh, we ask them the questions, and they give answers. We also bring in people from the community to give presentations, and anyone listening would like to do that. All they Great. have to do is get in touch with me. We've had... Blind people come in and talk about reading Braille and how okay. it is to live as a blind person. Uh-huh. Um, Tim Thomas came and spoke about the weather, and uh, nice. he's been a weatherman for a number of years, and he's an old scout and friend of mine. <coughs> and uh, so we've had art people come in and work with the guys and uh, for art merit badge. And yeah. So there's a merit badge. I think there's like 144 merit badges. So there's merit badges for everything, every career-based thing you can think of uh-huh. and, um, Almost in every merit badge now, one of the requirements is talk to your counselor about a career based in this uh, you know, okay. topic. So, interesting. It is. It is, and it makes uh, scouts think. And um, we've had four Eagle Scouts in uh, Troop eighty nine, and nice. you know, Alfred Adam, Adam is yeah, one of the Eagle absolutely. Scouts, and um, so it's. Um,
0: Wasn't he the last Eagle Scout for the Potomac?
1: Actually. Oh for Potomac Council yes. he was the last eagle scout for Potomac Council. You remember?
0: I did. Yeah. <laughs> that so, was a big deal.
1: For him it was. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's for every scout that gets It's a eagle. big deal. Yeah. yeah. It's about 2% of every person who becomes a scout becomes an eagle scout.
0: So it's a very small club.
1: It is. It is.
0: And something to be very proud of.
1: It is and and you know being an eagle scout or even being at scouting I think goes with you through life. Um, You'll see most Eagle Scouts will put that on their resume uh, to get a job because yeah. if um, if you're an HR person, and you see that some uh, a person is was an Eagle Scout or is an Eagle Scout. Uh, it means that they are a leader, good leader. They can plan and they can um, be responsible. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So uh, you'll see that. I, mean, I one of the things I've been saying is that uh, you know playing high school football might not get you a job, but uh, being, Being a scout either, yeah. and thir- things that you learn in scouting um, transfer through lifelong skills.
0: Yeah, and so it's still relevant, and you're keeping up with technology. It seems like it
1: is. It is. There's actually some gaming merit badges, and wow, um, so it's
0: you get. It's not just stuck in the past. It's very much like kind absolutely. of combining. Absolutely, there's the, new merit badges great. coming
1: out all the time. So
0: I think that maybe maybe a misconception with scouting. It's like, oh well, what am I going to really learn? It's not going to be appealing. But I think no, that. Right if you can't constantly get new merit badges for what's happening.
1: Exactly. And there's new ones coming out all the time. And uh, I think the scouting understands that that's a really important part and to keep it current and mm-hmm. uh, so that kids will, will stay into it. There's actually a new program for like uh, kindergarten kids now. Really? So the last new program in scouting was for um, first graders called okay. Tiger Cubs. And now they're doing um, a weep. No, they're calling it uh, Lion. 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 So Lion, currently there's two years of Weeblos, which is what you're a Cub Scout right before you're a Boy Scout, you're a Weeblos Scout. Okay. And Lion used to be one of those two years. So I was a Lion Scout as my first year of Weeblos. Okay. And so they're making Lion Scouts now for um, kindergarten kids. That's kind great. Kind of get them into the program yeah. a little bit early. Get them excited and have yeah. a good
0: uh, group of friends probably. Yep. Because so, you have lifelong friends through scouting, I would imagine. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, prior to coming to the podcast, I was at a scout meeting and uh, some of my old scout friends were there. And, you know, you meet people at Jamborees, you meet people locally, and and they are lifelong friends.
0: Good. You've been to quite a few Jamborees.
1: I have. I've been to a lot of world Jamborees that have been everywhere from Japan to to Chile and Sweden and um, Thailand. I've uh, been to three national jamborees. Um, what's including... the difference?
0: Yeah, what's the difference between a national jamboree and like a world jamboree? Okay,
1: so world jamborees <laughs> are based in like there's sixty thousand scouts from all over the world, and uh, scouting is in almost every country. Um, and scouting in most the other countries out of the out of the U.S. mixes um, girls and boys together mm-hmm. in the same unit even. And uh, they like that and see a lot of competition between the boys and the girls, and they see it as a positive. We don't have that here in the United States, but um, maybe someday we will. Maybe one day. So the National Jamborees are held every four years. Uh, The new home of the National Jamborees is um, called the Summit, and it's in um, New River Gorge area down in West Virginia. It's about four hours from here. Another a gorgeous uh, area. It is, and it's unbelievable. And uh, they have, like, BMX biking. They have... um, These kind of outdoor um, skateboards, you know, with the big pneumatic wheels. And um, they have uh, all kinds of bike courses, uh, you know, in the woods and on tracks. And then they have uh, shooting sports, uh, bow and arrow and shotguns and BB guns. And uh, I think they're going to even have pistol range this year. Um, But so the summit is open every year, all year round. And uh, scouts can go there on the weekend. But every four years, they have the national jamboree there. Um,
0: so from all over the country people All come. over
1: the U.S. And they sometimes have some delegations from foreign countries. Especially, like, where the next world jamboree is going to be yeah, from. kind of like the Olympics. It actually is like the Olympics because they have these big arena shows. Uh-huh. The same kind of thing, you know. And people parade in. At the world jamborees, It's it really is like a uh, world Olympics, you uh-huh. know. Um, and um, – the next World Jamboree is going to be in 2019, and it's going to be down in West Virginia. Wow. Maybe 60,000 scouts there from all over the world. And when people come when at the National Jamborees and at the World Jamborees, um, the scouts who travel there will travel all over the country, and a lot of them will fly into D.C. and go through the D.C. museums a few Great. days before and then go over to the summit down in uh, in West Virginia. So they
0: so get uh, like to actually see the country that they're going to. Exactly. They're not just going to like another right. Boy Scout camp. In the
1: World Jamboree, they do the same thing. They'll tour around the area. My first World Jamboree is in 1971 Ooh. in Japan, and uh, we had a little typhoon there. 33 inches of rain in three days. And Jeez, we were camping camping. and camping. <laughs> got evacuated <laughs> and. That actually, makes perfect met fun. Neil Armstrong. Oh, it was nice. kind of cool.
0: That yeah. is cool. And in
1: 1969, it was my first National Jamboree, and we saw him land on the moon, actually, on a big screen. It was like a an outdoor movie, you know, because yeah. uh, they didn't have video projectors back then, but they had like movie projectors. So it was, it was interesting. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, you've had, you can have palpable lifetime experiences um, connected with scouting.
1: Exactly. And, um, When I was in 1969, I met Baden Powell, the founder of Scouting's wife. Nice. And um, recently in, um, what was it, Uh, 2007, I guess the 100th anniversary of Scouting, I met Baden Powell's grandson, great-grandson, and great-great-grandson.
0: And they're all in Scouting?
1: They're associated with Scouting. Gotcha. Good.
0: Good. You've met some pretty cool people.
1: I I have. Kings
0: and queens, even.
1: Actually, I have. Uh, the King of Sweden is in charge of the um, one of the national or worldwide organizations in scouting, and um, uh, I've met the, the Queen of Sweden, and uh, so uh, yeah, I have met some of these people. It's it's interesting.
0: Well, yeah, because you all have something in common, right? Which is
1: scouting. And even at the national jamborees, for a long time, the president would come and speak, and um, you know, you have the Blue Angels fly over, and you have a normally have a. a a very popular band at the time that comes okay. and plays. And so it's, it's geared towards the the children and, and uh, the, the scouts and uh, they have a great experience.
0: And with the world Jamboree, I guess it's really good for people, for all, kids from all over the world can meet each other.
1: Yeah. And I, I really enjoy that from my level. And I, I do a lot of time. I'll walk around to the campsites where the, and talk to the scout leaders from other countries mm-hmm. and we trade patches and that patch trading is a, one of the things that Scouts love to do, okay. and uh, uh, I have a lot of scouting memorabilia is one of my big collections. Yeah. so it's uh, a lot of fun, you know and so everyone needs a hobby
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and this is a positive one, um, yes. and it gets you outside, which I think
1: it does is it does. important. yeah, and our winter camp uh, just a few weeks ago, we, it was seventeen degrees, um, although we were in a lodge, but yeah um, well, we a- have camped out when it was 17 degrees, believe me, so it's it's pretty cold.
0: It's pretty cool, but it's it's a good experience.
1: Makes the guys think about what they need to bring and yeah. uh, check the
0: weather the... and be pre- always be prepared.
1: Always, and the yeah. guys in our troop always plan their menus when we go on weekend camping trips. Um, we usually do two or three camping trips a year, and and also go to our week long uh, summer camp program. So,
0: so it's pretty active. You guys are very active.
1: We do. We are very active. We do hiking and backpacking, and the guys sell. You Know, sell candy and popcorn to raise money, and we get a lot of money from the Alhambra, part of the Hooli Plunge. Uh-huh. And uh, this year was another successful year,
0: it was an incredible year. Yeah. yeah, the
1: troop 89 always does the opening ceremony at the Hooli Plunge, so Perfect. we do the, the flag and the salute to the flag, and all the guys get to show off in their uniforms and
0: good show yeah. off their patches and badges. Exactly. Yeah, great. Well. Thank you for coming cuz I think you've given us a lot of information on scouting something that everybody's aware of but maybe just hasn't really asked the right questions.
1: I you're right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So hopefully we get some more uh people involved in Troop 89.
1: We would really like to get more more adults involved and in, uh, as leaders and if anyone's interested they can get in touch with me.
0: Yeah, we'll put links on the website. Great. So you're on the podcast. I have to ask you the three questions.
1: Not four questions. Not
0: four questions. That's in a few weeks. <laughs> Just just three questions, okay, um if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be?
1: Well, you know, I've heard a lot of people say they like Cumberland, and I do like cumberland yeah. um uh, I enjoy a lot of time in new york city it's a It's a great place to live, and uh it's nice to come back home though I'll tell you wherever I go in the world, it's always nice to come back to cumberland, yeah,
0: I agree um so, what's your favorite season
1: i I'll tell you. Any season that I can bike in so okay. uh, <laughs> in the winter, sometimes it gets pretty cold, but um yeah. I think I like the fall it's uh the weather's nice and crisp, and um but any like I said, any season that I can get out and bike, that's you're for happy, me.
0: good, yeah. so what would be your last meal?
1: You know, I've heard a lot of people answer this question, mm-hmm. and um I, I think I've got it um, okay. I'd start off with a big salad uh okay. with um olive oil and a lemon juice dressing, cool. okay and uh then it would include a nice baked potato and a nice thick juicy steak. Okay. Rare? Okay. Hot rare. Hot rare. And um probably a Guinness. And uh for dessert I would probably have something like a Reese's peanut butter cup pie.
0: Okay, so chocolate and peanut butter combination. Yeah. Good. Any any uh any dessert drink? Like would you have a coffee or would you have a um
1: if it was my last meal and I and I could Eat as much. I'd probably have one of those um shakes, you know, with the vanilla kind of shake with the Reese's peanut butter. Oh nice. <laughs> do they call those a slushy or no? Oh, uh, like a blizzard or something. Blizzard, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, blizzard.
0: That'd be great. Well Dark, thanks for coming and you come back anytime.
1: Thanks, Lydia. Uh I will. Good. I will.
0: For more information on what you've heard on today's show, make sure to head over to our website and that's recordtalklisten.com. We'll have direct links to Troop 89's website and also some more information about the Boy Scouts of America and how you can become involved with the organization. We are constantly looking for sponsors to make this show successful and we are able to bring the content um, that you so deserve. So in order to maybe help us along in that and if you are not a business owner but you are an avid listener and loyal We do have a donate button on our website, so you can donate to the podcast and uh, help us out that way. Um, Every little bit counts, every little bit helps, so we're hoping um, that that is a way for you to participate to make sure that this is a sustainable podcast, and, um, and we appreciate it, so thank you very much. Um, If you are a business and in fact wanting to sponsor the podcast, we have a sponsor page coming soon to our website where you will be able to purchase um, some ad space time pretty readily and very easily. And uh, might I add, very affordably uh, for a podcast that's been downloaded well over 23,000 times. So if you uh, do the math, uh, your ad will never expire. So um, it's a pretty good value for what you're getting. Um, we encourage our listeners to contact the show. We want to hear from you, uh, wherever you live. Um, we want to know what you think of the show and if there's anything we can improve upon, we want to know. And maybe you yourself would like to be featured on a future episode. If that's the case, please get in contact with us. It could not be any easier. You can do that one of three ways. We are on Twitter at REC We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordtalklisten. And an old-fashioned email always gets through. So make sure that you send that to us at recordtalklisten at gmail.com. Now... Um, subscribe always to the podcast so you never miss another episode. And you can do that on uh, major platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Republic. We also have them all archived on our website that you can listen to for free. And that's recordtalklisten.com. Check it out. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.